It's the Not Mainstream Podcast with me, Stuart Douglas. This episode, we have Will Sheehy on, former IU basketball player, now playing in Portugal. I've known Will since his freshman year at IU. One of my good buddies, Daniel Moore, played at IU. I'd always go and dad and visit Daniel before and after the school year. If you had a friend down in Bloomington during the school year and you didn't visit him, I mean, I pity you. It was mandatory for me. Always going before the year, always at the end of the year for Little Five. If you don't know Little Five, is crazy end of the year party. I don't know how kids get through finals at IU for, during Little Five. But I've known Will since then. See him sometimes in the summer. He's a really good dude. I don't see him enough. don't talk to him enough. I always wanted to get him on the podcast, and I think we had a really good conversation. We talked a lot. I'm about to get him back on because I had to edit a lot out. Still more we needed to talk about. I actually had some issues with some of my audio. Just a heads up with that. Some of my audio was a little soft, I think, and I was a little tired of editing. I didn't really want to fix it, to be honest with you. This was pretty clear. I think it came out okay. We had a good conversation. We talked about our college careers, how we had to be rah-rah guys in college, being recruited by Beeline, the time he accidentally went bald, his life in Portugal, our favorite little five stories that we ended up having to bleep out one of our buddy's names because little five gets a little nutty and you don't always want your name attached to some of those things. We didn't tell our best stories. In fact, he didn't really even tell a story at all because that's how good his stories are. They're way, way too not safe for work. So, uh, but we had a good conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I appreciate you guys listening. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, fucking A, finally. Fucking a finally, as in we're good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this this stuff gets this app gets real finicky. So, oh, so I listened to your podcast with uh, with Zach. I was cr- crying, laughing at a couple of things. Um, God, what was I laughing at? Um, <laughs> when you were telling the story about the kid on your team, <laughs> when Beeline was like, "So why do we put manure on the tree every day?" <laughs> And the kid was like, oh, I know. And when you were describing how Beeline was telling him, how he was like, I saw him, but I, I knew I didn't want to <laughs> call on him. <laughs> I was crying. There's so many of those types of stories where it's like coaches want to say something motivational and then some kid thinks he's got a right answer. It's in, whether it's in class or like a practice. And it's like, dude, we know you're not going to have the right answer. Right. And it's like now is like can't you can't you tell that I'm asking rhetorical questions at this point? Like I want to answer my own. How do you not pick up on that? You know? Well, see, that was on Beeline because he was like looking for an answer. It's like, dude, don't do that shit. Just say, just give you a <laughs> lesson and get out. Like, don't don't let somebody don't open the door for embarrassment. Right? Like you did this yeah. to yourself. Like you're like Beeline at the end of the day should be mad at himself. For himself. You have to take full responsibility for that. So are we are we on as of like right now or like Yeah, as... I can edit it, but I mean I can also keep oh. this in because everything is meaningless, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> questions i asked uh i always ask people Great. to send in questions and they they send us some pretty good ones that should be pretty funny i i i listened to your 
I can't remember if it was I listened to three of your podcasts. Um, I, I really liked the one that you just did, or I don't know, just did as your latest one on the Anchor app, um, where you're talking about the players don't get enough credit. So we should definitely get into yeah. that topic because I'd, I'd love to elaborate on that. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, okay, let's start with some of that shit then. Okay. Then I'm going to get into some funny uh, Portugal, Florida stuff. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so yeah, so obviously. You know, I have my perspective, and I always worry that I have, like, a just a singular perspective, and, like, I'm not speaking for players in general and how they feel, but I feel like I have a good sense of that. So, I mean, do you have examples? Because I have a bunch of examples with beeline, and, you know, beeline system, and, you know, every time the offense scores, it's beeline system, and, like, now the, Michigan gets stopped, and it stops, and it's this new assistant coach in his system. And, like, did you experience that with Kareem? And I don't know what your systems were like. but Yeah, I, I feel like because of the age of the, of the, I guess you could say kids, young yeah. adults, adults, I don't know, however you want to call them. But it's like at that weird age where, like, if a kid is a prodigy or something, it's all the kid, right? It's like, oh, the kid's amazing. He's so young and he's a kid and he's great. And then you have college-age kids who it's always like, oh, well, their mentors are, like, developing them to become great, Mm -hmm. right? And then you have the pro who is great because he's a pro and he's great. So I I think with college, it's like you have, like, this, like, weird intermediate stage of not only basketball growth, but, like, growth as, like, a person into, like, becoming an adult. So every college fan who watches the game assumes that, like, the players are, like, going through this, like, transition, like, their own son and daughter is going through in terms of, like, you know, finding themselves. Well, there's always that, like, oh, the college coach is, like, a dad. They're, like, a father figure. You know how they, like, say that shit? (laughs) Right, which is, like, you can just go on for days of, like, cliche after cliche of of all of the things that are said about, you know, that whole thing, where it's, like, your coach is your boss, and you're essentially his employees, and if you don't win games, he doesn't care if you're his son or not. Like, if anything, you're you're the opposite of the son if you guys are losing, yes. you know? Um, so, like, I do think that – I think a coach has, like, a, a huge, um, like, um, development on in terms of players and helping them to buy into their own system. But in terms of, like, the overall progression of a player, I mean, that's up to each individual coach. And I don't think it's, like, a thing where every player that goes to college, like, will become better because he's in college, where that kind of gets thrown around a lot, too, where it's like, oh, well, that guy that guy didn't get better because he sucked. And it's like, maybe he just wasn't coached properly. Maybe he had other, you know, things that kind of happened to yeah. him, you know? And I think if a guy just, like, doesn't automatically go from, like, scoring zero points his freshman year to, like, learning the system and the plays – and then becoming an All-American his senior year, he's just garbage. Right. Did you deal with some of that? You know? Because you ended up with six men of the year, right, your senior year? Uh, my junior year and, I, and my senior year, we were garbage. Hot oh, garbage. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's and, uh, yeah, you know, it was tough because we had one of, one of those teams where everyone left to go pro mm-hmm. or graduated or whatever. And then you have a bunch of young guys who – as you know, as a freshman, like it's difficult to play in the Big Ten. You know, you get guys like you and Novak and guys who've been playing at all the different levels and whatnot. And so when you go into Michigan and you're a freshman, you've only been playing in front of high school crowds of 100 people and you get to shoot every shot. And now you can't. It's difficult to play, you know. So we uh, we we struggled my senior year for sure. And 
have a lot of regrets about that year, but I'm so happy it's over. It was awful. Yeah. I remember being at the end of college. I'm like, I feel like I've been here forever and I'm okay with this being done. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, absolutely. When it, when it was over, the, the, the seniors and I, we were like, we, we can't, can't wait for this year to be over because it was just miserable for all of us. Going back to that whole leadership thing, it was like, because we were the oldest on the team, we were supposed to like yell at people more. And that was like what leadership is, is you just like yell. Yeah. And like, if the camera catches you yelling at a young guy, it's like, look at that leader. You know, you can just hear Bill Raftery. Yeah. Look at that leadership, the onions on that guy yelling at the young yeah. guy. It's like, what? Did you ever see Novak like, blow up at Michigan State when we beat them? I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like a popular clip in Michigan basketball lore. And he's like no. red-faced and just screaming. And people hold it up all the time for like, you know, I was like saying it's leadership or whatever. And I didn't learn until last year that he was yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause I just like, who, like nobody listened to that. Like, I don't know what. What do you want me to do? Like, I didn't even, I didn't understand a word he was saying in that moment. I had no idea he was even, that I was even a subject in that whole screaming. That, what, did, what did you do? I don't even know. I don't, I forget what he said. It was, I think it was on the podcast, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't do something with some charge or something. I don't know. Some hustle play or some shit. Yeah. That guy loved taking crushes. Oh yeah. 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 He, <laughs> he, he sold out for that stuff. That wasn't, I was like, why don't we just like, how about I not take a charge and we like make him miss a shot and then we run on a fast break, but that wasn't going to go, <laughs> right. go over well with the line. No, he wanted, he wanted to get hit in the chest. He, he just liked the way it felt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got, a, he also has an infamous picture of uh, blood running down his face and his Jersey when he got an elbow. So yeah, that was those two moments basically. And, and then he just like, he just like licked the blood up. <laughs> not much that Bryce didn't do the Simba <laughs> or like take it and just face paint himself. But it was, I, I never asked him, but I think he let it run down to his jersey, you know, for a nice little photo op. And it, it worked. It was a great photo. Oh, absolutely. And, and then if Instagram was even popular or Snapchat back then, it would have been oh. like, tough, tough win, really got the dubs sold out for my boys. And it'd be like the little like blood squirting emoji. Oh, it, would, and like, it would have been on ES, this dude would have been on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Cause remember Tyler Hansbro when he like got, got caught and then he like yelled at the guy? That, that's like the thing they still use on ESPN. Yeah, well, Psycho T was a whole nother level. I don't even know. Humans like blood. We 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 like to see blood. That's true. It's like uh, I don't I don't know why. It's like a <laughs> toughness thing. Like it doesn't even have to hurt, but like if you have blood and like you're like you look fine, then you're tough. Because <laughs> that's a lot of things. Like when you get hit with an elbow like clean like that and it splits open, you have to get stitches. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't hurt that bad. Yeah, until you like. Yeah, until you like rub alcohol on it, but like otherwise, right? right. <laughs> That's the worst part. It's like getting it cleaned up. Exactly. Leave it dirty. But yeah, going back to like the leadership thing, it's like I don't know. It just it's it, I, I feel like the best the guys that I always thought were the best leaders were like not necessarily the most quiet, but like you just you just knew that they had like a a, a way about them. It's not like I don't think you can like learn leadership and like all these programs. I know IU is doing this. I'm sure Michigan, they like are trying to like kind of like make leaders out of nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And they're just like, they get like all of these guys. They spend all this money on bringing people into the programs to like make leaders. Where I, I just think that it's like, it's just a way that you are. It's a way that you, that you kind of go about your, your, your life, you know? 
And I think some people just have it and some people don't. And that's the thing that's just like with college basketball, it's just like, oh, well, you're a senior. So that means you're supposed to lead a bunch of people. But like, what if that's just like not who you are? No, like, you know? let the quiet kid be quiet. Like, why are you going to yell at the quiet kid? Because he works hard. He does everything he needs to do. But he's not talking or clapping or screaming. Why is that important? <laughs> right. And he and he could be the biggest leader on the exactly. team. Exactly. But you have no idea. <laughs> right. Because you're too caught up in, like, oh, well, the guy who screams the loudest, like, is definitely the biggest leader. Yeah. We had to. Which he, which he can be, right? But yeah. I mean, this reminds me when we had to in warm-ups, like in practice, we had to always clap, always clap. And always. it was like, okay, like I get it, you know, guys need to be a little into it, pumped up, but it was like every day, like every day I have to clap all the time and I have to be like excited. It was like this weird, weird space where it was like energy equals hard work or focus or something. It's like, no, not really, not for everyone. But, you know, with college, they have to set this baseline of you're going to do this no matter who you are, because that's the way of life. And like, it's like militaristic. Yeah. And, and, and in, in a way, it's almost like counterproductive, too, because like think about how much energy is wasted on just like pumping up the team for no reason. Yeah. Right. It's like constant like chatter and clapping of like, come on, guys, here we go. Like we're doing this, you know. When if you could channel that energy and to like actually like work on like jump shooting or like defensive closeouts, like you'd be a much better team. Right, exactly. Where it's like there's so much energy focused on just like the raw rawness. And I think honestly, like that's why people like college basketball so much is because it's a lot of that. And like coming from a guy like myself who like was like hated and loved because of raw raw. It's like that's the kind of thing that like I had to bring because like it was what everyone wanted. Like, my coach wanted it. The fans wanted it. Like, that's what everyone wanted. That's how I got playing time. Like, I wasn't that good. But I rah-rahed my way into getting in as much as I could because of, of that. No, I, t- I totally I totally understand that because I did, like, the same shit. It was like, all right, well, no one's going to learn how to fucking play defense on this game, so I guess I'm going to have to do it at the guard position. And, and he was just forced to play me <laughs> for so much time. I was like, I really don't right. want to do this, but uh, if that's what's going to get me on the court, then I guess I'm going to do it. And you suck it up. And, and I think and I think that's what makes a good leader, right? Yeah. Is someone who, like, knows their strengths and weaknesses and then goes into it and says, all right, well, how am I going to affect, like, the game? How am I going to affect this out, this the situation in front of me, right? right? And it's like, I have to now, like you said, like, I have to go play defense because it's going to be the way that I personally get on the court and we help the team win. And like, so, so imagine if you went through that same thing and didn't say a single word, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have never even got to play. The team would have been worse and they would have lost, but because you rah rod, you got onto the court and you won. And it's like, so now everyone thinks you're a great leader. It just seems so backwards. It does. It does. And it's so funny when you said that the university spends so much money. I remember going to those programs Did you guys have someone come in and like, you have like a course. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This guy got so much money from all these schools. I really liked him. He was a really nice guy. Jeff Jansen, I think it was his name. I don't know if he went to IU. And I liked mm-hmm. him, and his lessons were cool, but it was like, you know, I'm not really if, – if I'm learning about this right now, then if this is, like, new to me, like all these leadership lessons, then they're pr- I'm probably not the one to be leading your team. 
<laughs> it's too late. Like, imagine if someone came in and was teaching the team layups. Like, all right, guys, this is what we're doing today. Jeff comes we're in with the equivalent of the mic and drill. <laughs> right. Like, that's what they were doing, though. Think about that. Like, I didn't even put it, think of it that way. Like, they were teaching, teaching you leadership in terms of, like, the mic and drill. Yeah. And you could see all the people in there, like, I know that kid over there. He, 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 this is not resonating with him at all. He'll never be a leader. But, hey, we, the school paid money for it, so fuck it. Here goes the my players. We're going to go attend this thing. <laughs> And hopefully it's and, and and then not, and not to mention that like you can't have a team full of leaders that doesn't work. No, God, no. That's <laughs> like if if everyone took the, the whatever program that they brought in and took it to heart and actually like you know became what whatever pupil that they wanted them to be, yeah. the entire team would end up being completely fucked. Completely. <laughs> it's like that's why I love uh, playing with Trey Burke because I literally made it be heard him say like ten words all year. Really? Yeah, zero. And I was like, I'm really good with this. I'm fine. I'll talk when I need to and, you know, make sure, like, I didn't have to battle him with anything. It was like, you told him and he didn't really want to say words. So he was like, okay. And then just moved on. <laughs> and and Zeller was the same way. And it's interesting how both of them are, like, really successful college players. Yeah, completely. Because they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. We're going to spice this up with some, some dumbass questions. Over under 30% of the male population in Portugal is named Joao. Wow, that's a great line. Who did you consult for that? Uh, so, you know, I, you know I know your teammate, right? Joao. You do know I Joao. Know, and wow, so okay. one time I looked up Portuguese basketball league when he went back to Portugal the next year after I played with him. I looked okay. up the rosters. There was four Joaos on his team, okay, including him. <laughs> So I was like, all right, uh, this is weird. So I looked at every single roster, min- minimum two, upwards of five, I think was the max. <laughs> so two. And I was like, I was like, damn, like every single team had it. And I was like, this is, this is bizarre. So I'm trying to think. So I want to ask you, someone who's been in, in Portugal, over under 30% of the Yeah, so we, have, so we have one Joao on the team. Mm-hmm. Our team manager's name is Joao. Um, our assistant coach's name is Joao, and we have a team doctor named Joao. So we have four within the, uh, probably like a 20-man like army we have. I, so we have, yeah, we have four Joaos. Oh, man. You know, it's got that squiggly over the A, you know? It's like, it's like if Jesus was named if – like if, if it was like if you could name your kid Jesus in America and get away with it. Like that's how popular it would be. <laughs> What is the most popular name in America? That's like Michael, Joseph, right? Yeah, the Saints. Yeah, basically. And he's so something, something biblical. Let's be honest. Oh boy. Okay. So yeah, we have we got we have a lot of draws. Next question. It's unbelievable. Okay, have you had port in Porto? I have. Yeah, I have. Have you? I have not. Is it good? Had port. Yeah. It kind of tastes like. Uh, like like a sweeter wine, like a liqueur. Yeah. It, it is a liqueur, and it kind of to me it tastes like uh like what you would think of like raisins. You know, I know it's grapes, yeah, whatever, yeah. but like it has like that like sweeter kind of syrupy taste to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the syrupy. We, see, Courtney and I. I'll bring you, I'll bring you a bottle. I'll bring you a bottle if I ever see you again. Oh, please do, because Courtney and I, our favorite wines in Israel, because there's like 300 wineries here. We love this one port. It's like our favorite. 
so I wanted to really yeah, so I wanted so I wanted to take her she's obsessed with it so I was like we should go to Porto and just have some port just make it a wine trip yeah I mean everybody that comes here we always go to like you know the place where the all oh, the port wine is stored and they have the cobs or whatever mm-hmm. uh, yeah man it's it's really good it's just like it's super sweet so it sounds like Courtney likes like sweeter wines yeah, that well, it's just like the syrupy. It's like dessert. It's like totally different from yeah. your typical like fruity sweetness. Yeah, you would never you would never drink it like with dinner. You know, it'd be like an after dinner yeah. kind of like digestif. Digestif. Bro, don't <laughs> Portuguese people love that shit, don't they? I know the Spaniards do. Oh, absolutely! After every meal, I know the the Spaniards do like um, like uh, oh man, what is it called? Man, like a like a sherry or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like straight up sherry. And I was like, I used to put this in my soup with my that my grandma made, and I was like forced to do it. But I didn't know about <laughs> drinking it. Right. No, when I got to Spain, they were drinking red wine and Coke. You ever had that? Red wine and yeah, Coke. Yeah, I was like, no. I was like, these dudes are messed up. Like, I, I'm not. I, this this country's insane. So you and Joao were just crushing red wine and coke? <laughs> no, but Joao was crushing <laughs> cigarettes in our apartment. <laughs> Joao smokes a lot of cigarettes. Right. He smokes like we had practice like eleven a.m. and he'd smoke at least five before that. And then you know, in the meanwhile, his dog has already shit. In, it's his two dogs have already shit in our apartment twice by then. <laughs> it was it was one of the weirdest basketball seasons I've ever been a part of, living situations wise. He's chain smoking and he has two puppies that are just shitting everywhere. I think that's another funny thing we should mention is like, every, like in America, smoking is just like, like from a young age, it's like bad. Smoking is bad. Smoking is bad. I'm not sitting here saying smoking is good, but like over here not Mike Pence, in Europe, like it's, way, it's way just more like culturally, like it's, it's okay. You know, like our, our coach, my coaches smoke, multiple players on my team smoke at halftime of games. We have a smoke break. Like, like guys will leave the locker room no, to no, smoke. No, no, no. Yes, but before games, after games, immediately after games, like like a shower sig. No way. Yes, that's. See, there's a little more stigma here with it than that. Well, that that's wild. I've never heard of that before. Oh yeah. Holy hell! Like we get, we got guys on on either team will like go out, like. A half and smoke cigarettes like together. Have you gone out like, there hey, and you know, like, it for yourself? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like right there. It's just like, like guys, like, hey, you know, hey, good, sh- good shot, good shot you made over there. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, meanwhile, they're they're just buzz out of their mind. Yeah, man. Because if you're like <laughs> toking it down, like if you're really inhaling it. Well, well, not like also like they're they're sweating their asses off. Like you know, it's like. The, you know, like when you drink a beer, like right after working out, you're like, whoa, that was like, you know. Bro, you should do it to just, for, just to say you did it, like just for the experience. Just once. I, it's a, <laughs> just once, but you have to I document should, it. Like on the athlete's post? <laughs> yeah, no, that would hurt your career. We'll keep it for after, <laughs> post, post-retirement. Okay. Post-career, yes. right. My last, my last year, my, my hashtag one last dance, which is so annoying. I don't even want to get started on Dwayne Wade's hashtag one last dance. Are you a Miami Heat fan? I am a Miami Heat fan. So does this bother you that Wade is taking this video lap and like 
taking the season hostage because they suck. They're bad, you know, and like I, I like the Heat, and I'm one of those sports fans. Like I was listening to on the other podcast where you're talking about like having empathy for players, and like I'm like the most empathetic sports fan ever. Mm-hmm. Like a guy would make a bad play, like Tanhill threw a pick six today, and I was like, it's, I was, like it's okay, first Ryan. thing I thought was. I was like, man, I must feel really bad for Ryan Tannehill throw a pick six instead oh. of being like, fuck Ryan Tannehill, like get him out of here, you That's know? Exactly, yeah. So I, so I kind of like feel bad, but I don't feel bad for guys who are like not playing hard, you know? Like, yes. like this is my last dance, so I'm just gonna like hug LeBron at halftime and like put, and like just shoot whatever fadeaway jumper I want, and then like <laughs> I'll score twenty points and one every ten games, and then people will love me. Right, and, like, I love Dwayne Wade, and, like, Dwayne Wade is th- the best key player of all time, and, like, it's not even close, and, like, I, I just, it's just interesting to me how everyone's cool with this. It's odd, because he he, he should have retired last year. Like, that, that should have been his last thing. Like, like, let the team develop, man. Right. And, and people were pissed when Kobe was last dancing. Yeah, well. I mean, I remember people were like, oh, my God, the Lakers are young and Kobe's doing this thing. And this is Kobe we're talking about who, you know, in my opinion, is a little bit above Dwayne Wade in terms of, like, overall okay. player. I want to get back to that, but I will make a comment. Okay. Yeah, because Kobe was really hijacking the offense, like really being just the most inefficient Kobe he could possibly be, which takes a lot. But then just, well, I think he was going for, like, numbers, right? Like, trying to get to, like, the scoring type, like, whatever guess, place in the record yeah, books. Yeah, I cool. guess there was that for him, which I don't, I don't really put against him. Which, like, does that even count, though? No. <laughs> like, it does, but it shouldn't. No, but it's all, it's all, there's zero context when people talk about that shit. Yeah. Okay. I also but, loved how you're talking about the 80, uh, 80s basketball. And today's basketball? Oh, yeah. boy. Hold on, hold on. I'll get to that. Hold on. Okay, real quick. Right. D-Wade. Go. Uh, see, uh, D-Wade is my number two shooting guard above Kobe Bryant. So, where's Jordan? Jordan's a three guard for you? No, Jordan's one. Jordan's one. No, two guards. Oh, oh so you're saying Jordan one, Kobe two, D-Wade two. No, D-Wade two. Kobe three? Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, initially, I'm going to say no, but, like, I feel like the way that you kind of came at me with that, you've done some research. I've I've done some research. I don't have it in front of me, but I want you to to look up some research. So we're talking, like, statistically or, like, winning percentage? Yeah, yeah, like, efficiency-wise and then, like, you know, big-time performances and all that. So you're going to, like, you're, you're like, deep in those stats on Real GM where you scroll over, like, three or four times. Yeah, 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 because I think they're that close that I think you have to look at everything. Okay. okay. So we're talking like win shares. Yeah. You know, that's, I would I would go more for the efficiency and like impact that the shooting has. I mean, Kobe shot a lot more threes, right? So his field goal percentage is going to be a little lower. That's true. But you have your true shooting. That's pretty. Yeah, true shooting percentage. He'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. And and you're saying Dwayne Wade is significantly more? Y- yes. And especially in big performances uh- where Kobe's just throwing up donuts. Like. Absolute <laughs> lemons. Like, is that a real thing? I feel like Kobe's supposed to be clutch. That's the thing. Is like his percentage. He he pumps his chest, and and he's had that perception for so long. So when he makes one, it's like the, it's like yep, we all knew it. And then if LeBron does it, it's like yeah, I mean okay, it was one. 
LeBron's the goat. Can we get? Can we? Can we talk about that? Yeah, easily, easily my goat. Are we? Are we on the same page with that? Easily my goat. And I'm going to transition Easy. this into the '80s part. That you, you briefly mentioned. I watched the '80s game the other day. Magic Johnson couldn't do a crossover into a drive. Like, if he was going to cross <laughs> the ball over, it was to put it on his hip again, and then and then put you on his hip and then back down. When you said when you said he was driving up the court like Bob Cousy, I was crying. My God, like, bro, I have more hand. Like, I I could do a double move in the middle of a game. Like, this dude couldn't even do it between the legs behind the back. Like, that was not gonna work out for him. Yo, shout out to Bob Cousy though. He was a legend, complete legend. A right, a single handed. He could have had his left <laughs> hand cut off, and he still would have been a legend. I mean, there's like that that infamous clip of Bob Cousy where like they're about to win the finals and he dribbles around like five guys for like ten seconds. It's unbelievable. It's Daniel Moore to a T. <laughs> Do the listeners know about Daniel Moore? Uh, not really. Okay. But Daniel, well, he's worth mentioning. Daniel was my high school teammate, Indiana Indiana All Star. Then he walked on at IU and played with Will at IU. So that's that's how I know Will basically. Basically, yeah. Okay, okay. So oh, this is a good transition. Okay. Did so you were getting recruited by Michigan, right? Yeah. So when you looked at the roster and you saw two athletic white boys, me and Novak, did that scare you? Okay. If we're, gonna, if we're gonna go that, if we're, if we're gonna go here, we can go here. No, so I remember I specifically being pulled in by John Mahoney. Okay. And he was, he was, I think he was heading off your recruitment. And he, he shows me some video of you dunking. And he's like, look, we're looking at an athletic white boy. And I was like, from Florida. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's pretty good. Like, where, like, are we going to get him or whatnot? And then, and then I didn't hear anything until you, when you committed to IU. And I was like, well, there goes that. Well, let's see. Where do I begin with the Michigan story? Um, so my father... Um, actually knew Beeline from like when my father was a kid. Beeline was a coach at like a like a Division two or NAIA school up in up in New York, Nisha's where my father grew up. Maybe yeah, sounds about right. And oh, your he would dad's let from my dad upstate New York. Yeah, my dad's uh, from upstate. From. Okay. And he would like let him in the gym, and so Beeline was like the dude for all the high school kids because okay. Beeline was like a young coach at that time, and like would let them in the gym whenever they wanted. Gotcha. So Beeline, like, like hears that I'm a decent player or whatever and comes down and sees me play but doesn't offer me a scholarship. He's just like, oh, yeah, Will, like, you know, we like you. I know your dad, you know, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we have a game against Palmetto or something, wherever Tim Hardaway Jr. went to school. Okay. And Tim Hardaway and I each put up a 40-piece on each other, oh, okay? And this is before Tim Hardaway is, like, going to Michigan. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, my kid's pretty good. Like, you know, he just gave me 40. I just gave him 40. Like, it was pretty tough. And all of a sudden, the next week, it's like, Tim Hardaway Jr. commits to Michigan. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> like, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, I'm that was right. That was, they were still going after Casey po- uh, Poitras in that. No, not Casey Poitras. Right. Casey Young. Uh, no, Prather. Prather. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who was an animal. Yeah. He was so, I wanted Casey. Casey came to, open gym and him and tim came to open gym i was like i want casey i don't want tim <laughs> tim worked out I mean, much better obviously but right but at that time that's how good casey that time, was yeah yeah, yeah. i mean t- tim and i both were just average high school recruits at that point that was when michigan no offense you're on the team 
and IU were like not good. And so that's the only reason why Michigan, that's the only reason why Tim and I could even go to those schools at that point. Oh, same. I had, when you were behind Tim, Casey obviously would have been number one there for them. I was behind, let's see, (laughs) this is a good list, okay? Kyle Couric. Nice. Cam, Cameron Smith, who we talked about, played with Novak. He went to yeah. Clemson. Clay Thompson was the other one. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know he he got in trouble for weed in college. I don't know if he ever panned out, but you know that was a that was a big avoidance. Oh B-line. well, if he got in trouble for weed in college, then he was doomed for life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Beeline definitely. Uh, no coming, no coming back for that. that yeah, exactly. Then there was somebody else I can't remember, but I was like, I got beat out by so many white dudes for job for for uh, scholarships it was like the most depressing thing in my life i mean i mean i got ryan smith beat me out at purdue some foreign kid stop, i think beat stop, me out at notre stop. dame and then matt roth beat me out at iu maddie roth so wait so would you so if iu would have offered you you would have gone you would have gone i would have gone well no see i didn't want to play for kelvin i just wanted the iu offer really to get Dude, you're so full of shit right now. But I would have gone. I would have. Gone I know if, you can't. I would have gone if I Michigan didn't offer. Michigan. If it was my only Big Ten offer, yeah, for sure. So, so Michigan, no coaches are not involved. Michigan, IU, you're picking Michigan over IU. Oh no, Jesus no. No. No way. Okay. So with Beeline and Samson slash Cream at that was did Cream even was that even a thing or no? You already committed before then. Yeah, I already committed. Yeah, because Samson Samson recruited Roth. Right. Yeah, yeah. He right. brought him in, and we signed. We both signed early, and then Samson got fired that year. So then, how did Daniel? How did that whole thing work out? He was Crane just honored the walk on that Samson gave to Daniel. Uh, I see. So, so Calvin came to your practice and was like, you know, Daniel can hoop, but Stu can't. No, they actually watched us beat. Uh, best like greg odin's high school but obviously he wasn't there okay he watched us beat him at iu in this tournament and like i played about the best game and just like you know this game has about four or five d1 players and it was a championship game we won and then he was still like yeah, I, I guess you can move a little bit side to side. You know, we'll see if it can <laughs> – we don't know if you can translate to D1 level. And I'm like, I had all of these dudes tell me this, right? Like right. a bunch of guys. Uh, I went out to like a USC camp, and I thought I did really well. And then the coach was like, well, we don't know if you're athletic enough for the Pac-12, Pac-10. And then I get to Michigan, and like I'm testing, and I'm doing the lateral testing, and I'm, I'm like right. basically number one in testing. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about right now?" And then, and then it's like you, you dunk one time in a game. Oh, yeah, sneaky, wow. sneaky. Deceptive athletic. That's gritty athleticism right there. <laughs> he worked for that. He worked. He was doing squats for the offseason. Oh man, I just I give off so much unathleticism that it it's it, it, it hindered me. It hindered me in my entire recruitment. <laughs> I just look so. Not fast or quick or anything. I'm not saying I am, but like I definitely was at the D1 level enough, right? But like you just looked yeah. at me and it was like, no, this kid, no fucking way. But not not as bad as like 
half the Wisconsin team. That's what I'm saying, man. I didn't have a buzz cut in cankles. Like, <laughs> give me a break here. It's like, what are the requirements to be a Wisconsin recruit in high school? It's like, you had to have, six, you had to five, have like, iced I, fish at least twice in your life. I hate on them, but I think I was like one in 14 career against Wisconsin. Oh, so. I was horrible against them. Actually, no, one They're game. So one good. game, but I was good. One game. That was it. But if you played there, no way. Good luck. No way. No way. Did you guys win there ever? No. 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 I, I, I seriously won one. I think I was like one in nine. Not kidding. Played ten times in my career. One, one. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's probably what we were. And I think we were unranked and they were third in the country. All the other ones, it was flip-flopped and we lost them all. So, that's just how it works. And honestly, it, it still pisses me off. Even though I like all those guys. Basically. All of them. Yeah. Great guys. Bruce, Bruce and I, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Great guy. Cool as shit. Really cool. Nate's definitely, by the way, going to listen to this. Shout out, Nate. Yeah. Oh, Nate wanted me. Nate wanted me to talk about. Uh, he wanted me because I shaved my head one game. Oh, okay, yeah. Hold on, hold on. So I'm okay. trying to load up Twitter. Okay, so I'm gonna get into these Twitter questions. We're gonna do rapid fire, so it's gonna be real quick. Okay. I mean, is there like a time limit on this? Am I like boring you? No, no, no. I I usually like to do uh, 30 minutes, just like because right. If it's me, you know, and it's like yeah. this dude did an hour podcast right. like no way but if you do i could do 10 minutes right and get more listens than yeah. if i did an hour so right. i try to keep it 30 but interviews are different like people will listen because no we'll we'll, we'll read we'll redo this throw this in the trash we'll do a 10 minute play and just no 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 seriously like i do because the, the novak one was or like the bfl one was an hour people love that novak was like 40 minutes i think but the interviews are fine and i'll cut it i'll, I'll edit this enough for a yeah cut out the first 15 minutes yeah. of us bullshit it won't be it won't be that long but I do the rap. The end it with rapid fire Twitter questions. And all right, I'll go. I'll go rapid fire Twitter. Just all right, give me a second. I have to. Log Which are probably going to be like, why was Will Sheehy so annoying? That why was, okay. did he have the most punchable face? That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just hold on. Save it because that's definitely part of it. All right. Okay. Here we go. We got rapid fire Twitter questions. We're going to end the interview like this. All right. Here are the questions that I'm not going to make you answer. All right. I'm just going to start with those. Okay, great. Here's number one. How much did he hate Tom Crane? Okay. Well, we're not going to get Will in trouble anymore. How much did he love playing with Oladipo? Who gives a shit about that question, honestly? Like, he was fine, I guess, right? That's probably the answer. It was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was fine. Yeah, Vic's nice. All right. Um, Joey Buttersock says, tell him hello for me. Oh, Butters. Yeah, Butters. What a guy. Yeah, he loves you. Okay. Hey, what's up, buddy? Okay. Here's the last one that you cannot answer. If, oh, Will, well. if Will started over 5'10", slow, couldn't guard a chair, Jordy Holes, IU would have their sixth banner. Korean loyalty killed that season. Remember, Yogi was on the team. Vic the two, Will the three, Watford the stretch four, and Zeller the five. That's a national title. And that is every single IU fan I've ever met in my entire life. 
Yeah, I get a lot of that actually. A lot of people ask me about that year and like what happened and how oh. could you guys not play against a zone? Especially and like, in hindsight, with when you had Vic and Zeller and Yogi, like right. like these guys are in the NBA now. How could you not win? <laughs> right. <laughs> also, the not guarding a chair thing. Like, is that just because the chair can't move at all? Like, I don't I don't really understand that analogy. Well, there's a lot of chairs I've seen with handles, so don't knock the chair. Like, what about the rolly chairs? Like, those things can, can uh, move. Have you seen the swivel on the rolly chair? Are you kidding me? That's not human. That, that's You're not guarding that. It's tough. It's a tough cover. Yeah, exactly. Like, when is there ever a chair on a basketball court? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, Yao, a, Yao Ming's infamous that. workout, pre-draft workout. You ever see that? No, send me that link. Oh, yeah. Bill Simmons talked about it. It was the, the chair who played no defense, and that, that's how Bill Simmons says Yao Ming got drafted so high. He was, he was, Will, he was posting up a chair. He's seven, six. It was, it was unbelievable. I mean, it would have been better if he just like had nothing behind him, right? A hundred percent. Like, you're just making this dude look like an idiot. I mean, was he burying that chair in the post though? Or was that, was that chair oh, like yeah. sweating? Oh, I mean, he gave him up and unders. The chair was just like, couldn't move. <laughs> chair was jumping. Flying that shot fakes. <laughs> oh, Could you imagine putting a swivel chair out on the court and like, Okay. Okay. All right. Let's play some Where are we going? No, I don't know. Okay. Number one. And this Number one. Is kind of a myth, I guess. Or not a myth. We don't know. How many shirts did Tom Crane sweat through? Did he sweat through shirts? Oh yeah. Was he an avid oh, yeah. shirt changer, or did he just? Sweat yeah, but he, no, but he wouldn't change them though. He would just like That's he would what go I don't for like. Understand, food. man. These guys, they come and they sweat their ass off, and it's the second quarter, and they don't change their shirt. Like, be prepared. Yeah, I would I would think at half it would just be like a quick short shirt change. But also like you've been at a wedding before, right? In the summer. Yes. I mean, we're like hot as hell and like the bride wants the all the groomsmen to wear like some tuxedo that's way too hot for the occasion. I don't and you're wear just sweating so bro. bad. Yeah, it's they want me to wear a three piece, like ninety just degrees right. and yeah. yeah. And like you know how you just like keep the coat on, because like why would I take it off so then everyone oh, can yeah. see my it's no, until the until it gets night out, or like if it's like an outside wedding, thank God for that. But until right. Until it gets dark out, or I can like, go like anytime a there's a camera around, you keep it on, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It sucks. I I was not even like we didn't even start a um, the ceremony yet at a wedding, and I was starting to sweat so much in an outside wedding. It was so humid that I was sweating through my jacket, and I was like, I give up. <laughs> I give up. I took it off, and I was like, I don't care if people see this. <laughs> at that point, you just take all of it off. You if it goes through the jacket, I mean, what can you lose at that point? Like, you're just yeah, yeah. If you're through the jacket, but I just don't know why these college coaches don't just leave the jacket on. I don't know either. The second they take the jacket off, everyone's like, "Look at him sweating," you know. And the announcers are like, "Man, he's really he fired up." Grab a towel, man. Tarkanian knew what he was doing. Like, <laughs> exactly. Bite on it. I don't care. Just do something. Do something. Okay. This is from, I'm not joking here. The handle is at Tijon Job, and the O is a zero. And it <laughs> says, what bet did he lose? And it's the picture of you with, with like, almost a complete baldy. With, like, a, oh, with so like came, a 5 o'clock shadow goatee. It came back around. <laughs> yes, it came back around. Tijon Job, former IU player, <laughs> wants to know what, what bet you lost. Is his account verified? Is this Tijon? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Tijon. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, so it goes back to um, I had like normal 
hair, right? Typical mm-hmm, yeah. college kid at the time, haircut, whatever that was. Yep. And, um, you know, we're all broke, which we can hold, do a whole other podcast on that, of that whole situation. So you're trying to save money as whatever you can so you can spend the rest on, you know, whatever. And um, so I go to our team. Uh, he was a video coordinator at the time. He's assistant coach now at UIC, greatest basketball mind I know, Seth Cooper. And he also decided that he was like the team hairstylist. And so he was like, yeah, well, like I'll cut your hair whenever you want, man. No problem. It's like, okay, cool. So I'll save myself 10 bucks and you know, the hassle of going to whatever. So we go to shoot around and that's I have like, like 10 cores lights. That's Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a, a handle of car grave car cough. The 10 for 10 deal. I think it was like 10 of those for a hundred bucks. <laughs> unbelievable the frats would just roll in there all right so forget that so um he was like yeah no problem so we go shoot around i have a full head of hair doing my thing and shoot around you know okay we're playing northwestern back cuts whatever and then the shoot around's over and Seth's like hey i'll cut you up like before pregame meal or whatever so i'm like yeah okay cool man he's like how short do you want it and this is at the time where the wisconsin team was like really good and they were just crushing everyone with buzz cuts I was like, it'd be pretty, f- I think we might have been playing Wisconsin. I was like, it'd be pretty funny if I came out with like a buzz cut playing Wisconsin buzz cuts. Like, I feel like that's kind of ironic. So I was like, dude, give me the shortest buzz cut you can do. And he's like, are you sure? And, uh, you know, when you ask the barber or, and he says, are you sure? That should be like a red flag. Yeah, I'm, 100%. I'm, I'm give you a little and 20 and I'm like, okay, like, don't care. Yeah, I'm sure, bro. Just cut my fucking hair, right? And he goes like, no guard on the, oh, on the no. clippers like i'm thinking he's gonna throw like a two on there or like a one and he goes no guard and he goes right down the middle stripe no i look up and he I could and even he, like fade it up no didn't even start from the side went right down the middle and he looks at me and i look at him like well i mean well, we're here what, what, what else do we go from here and i was like man you just gotta just do it and so he he does it and then I go home and I'm like, I cannot believe I just did that. I'm, I'm bald. Like you see the picture, I'm bald. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And so we have a game that night and we play, we are going to the game and <laughs> our assistant coach, coach Buckley is like, "Will, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, man, I, I don't know. I, t- I told him the story. Hey man, this is what happened. Like, and he's like, you know, Tom's going to flip. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. So he's like, all right, I'll go warn him. So he goes in, he tells, like, Crean right before our game, hey, you know, Will's got no hair now. He looks ridiculous. And so I'm sitting there, and Crean comes in. He looks at the whole room, looks at me, like, double takes. And it's like, well, yeah. he says something like, well, if we don't make stupid decisions like, stupid decisions like Will's hair, we're going to be all right tonight. All right, let's bring it in. Oh, good joke. <laughs> It was a solid joke. Like oh, everyone, wow. Everyone liked it. We brought it in. I think we, we kicked ass, I think. Wow. Yeah. So you were the unifying factor there. You're the reason you guys won. Oh, I'm the reason. Absolutely. You, that, you, that w- you relaxed Tom Crane in before a game. Like, how many people can say that? Yeah, that's a W in my book. Absolutely. His energy drinks can't say that. They do the exact opposite. Everyone wondering, those were, um, like, the Herbalife, um, like, supplements. I mean, I remember people asking me all the really? time what that was. Oh, people – yeah, people would ask me. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, because it was, like, the green, wrong guy. Right? It was, like, that weird color of green. Oh, it was green? 
Yeah, I think it was like a greenish tint where it was like, ooh. That's why people, I bet people saw the green. They're like, yeah, it's some like Russian hyperactive, like (laughs) nuclear energy. My guy was just trying to be healthy, you know? He's just trying to get some supplements in for the day. Totally respect that. With all that sweating in, you need to uh, replenish your electrolytes. Yeah, yeah, to replenish. So that's that's what happened with that situation. So I did not lose a bet, no. That's so funny, and you got an actual cream, like a good joke out of cream. I didn't know that was possible. That's that's amazing. I never knew that story. No, I mean you were in the Big Ten that year, right? Yeah. 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 Never knew it. Unbelievable. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Two more. Actually, I think we got we got we got one. We'll just go one more. One more, one more. I'm taking up. But I got two more comments. Most of the, these are uh, useless Twitters, but I, this is why I love it. Okay. Okay. Actually, I want to go. You you them. ask for a question, and they just give you comments. Is that what happened? Yeah, basically. So one right. was, um, ask him if he remembers meeting. Why why do people want to ask if he remembers something like this? Ask him if he remembers meeting a guy with his pregnant wife at Kroger in Bloomington, and the guy telling him he'd name his kid Will, and then he he accompanied a picture with it, and. Jeff is in the background, <laughs> no socks with sandals, looking at bread, the most inquisitive look you could give to bread. Oh, my God, Jeff. I'll send it to you. It's so funny. Yeah, please, please send me that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but Jeff inquisitively looking at bread is just, like, so perfect. Love, Jeff, my homie. Oh, God. Yeah, that's hilarious. Jeff's the absolute man. Jeff's the man. I don't remember, but my guy, like, if you actually named your kid Will, we need to link up somehow. We need, yeah. And if it was she, he was the middle name, then yes, we definitely need to like, photo up. <laughs> right. Okay, last, second to last one. He was the most, this is just a comment to me. He was the right. most annoying IU player of the last 15 years. Agree? <laughs> oh, okay. So we got the agree. So do you agree? No. no. Who is for you? You can say me. Good definitely question. wasn't me when we when we played you weren't like oh man will so annoying it was definitely something no. else right yeah i guess on your team i found the most well i mean me and roth never liked each other right so there you go so roth's more annoying than me yeah but that's just but that's like a personal you know thing that's the first thing overall like it might have been me sorry man I never played dirty though. Everyone assumes that I played dirty. I, I never. That's played true. Dirty. That's true. You never, you never did, which doesn't make, it doesn't go along with your persona, your white boy persona. I mean, you gotta do you what just you just flexed the, the camera and people didn't like it. That was one time, but you know it happens. I mean, that was a very replayable. Let's put it that way. Calbert Cheney told me to do that, so that's on him. Well, if Calbert tells you to do anything, you do it. Absolutely. That's, I mean, you have to trust so, Calvert. And, and Calvert was smart enough to get out of there after like a year, right? Yeah. He was like, no, I'm not dealing with this coaching staff. No Calvert was out quick. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll leave it at that. Okay, we're going to end We're gonna end with this one, last question. And I'll start so you, with my story. So you do or don't agree? I'm still waiting for it. No, I don't agree. It doesn't okay. make any sense. Because we always had fun on the court. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I never, I mean, I guess Daniel could have been the most annoying. Daniel was you know so much more You know why? Because Daniel Daniel would never have talked to me on the court. I always talked to him, and he wouldn't talk to me, and it was annoying. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom and I love talking to guys on the court. Tom and I would just like, especially like guys from another team that we knew, like you or whatever. Yeah. It, it's it funny because fans don't know that. Like, we all know each other. Yeah, oh, 100%. 
hundred percent, especially like the IU team. Like the IU game was always the biggest game for me every year. Like IU and Purdue because I'm from Indiana and Purdue, but like right. I still liked all those dudes. Like I didn't really know the Purdue guys as much, but it was like, yeah, I liked them, but like I didn't, I didn't really want like want to win that game. Like the Michigan State game, I guess, but like Ohio State, like I didn't really give a fuck about the Ohio State game. They're gonna kick our ass, like. <laughs> Man, Ohio State, man. Those years too. Put thirty on us. Like, what? I really care about that game? Seriously? No, I I care about. I like playing my friends. (laughs) Right. Not to mention, like, that's that's a thing that's funny too, where fans think that we go to like different games with different mindsets. It's like, oh, we're playing Michigan. Oh, well, I'm from Florida, so I don't. I'm gonna play soft today. But oh man, we're playing Purdue, and it's a rivalry, so I'm gonna play really hard today. It's like, man, that's not how it works. (laughs) No, no, because I'm still getting yelled at in film. Like, it's the exact same. Every single game is the exact same. We sit down and watch film. You're going to make the exact same mistakes. You're going to get yelled at the exact same way. Like, it, it's crazy. It, the game in a fear. It's like, it's, yeah. It's yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> if I had to find my college years, would be playing out of fear for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, a thousand percent. Like, one, one word. It's like, yeah, fear. Like, that would have been, you know, like those like graphs where it's like your Google searches or something, like the biggest word. And like, yeah, fear would have been uh, in my college career. But that's what makes the best players the best, in my opinion. Like, they can channel that out. Like, the other stuff is just noise. Like, they're going to play their game, like, regardless yeah. of the coach, regardless of the fans. Like, they're just doing their thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they have a little bit of that fear because, like, everyone needs fear. Like, right. You need fear to survive. But then it's, it's about filtering out the bad parts of fear and, and not letting right. it affect it's very difficult. So very difficult, <laughs> especially for us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, last one, and I'll start with my with my favorite story, and you can yeah. answer it as wildly or mildly as you like. <laughs> okay. The question was best little five story. Oh and boy, mine. Yeah. So so you know, obviously your your best one isn't going to be told, but come up with a, <laughs> with a good one while I tell this. All right. Okay. So mine. I went to every little five. Like I was going. Michigan got out earlier than IU, and I oh yeah, I remember. Five. I remember you at all. Yeah, little fives weekend in Bloomington. You know, it didn't start. Um, you know, I was able to make it every year. Like I wasn't gonna miss it. Like I think I had a final one year and almost panicked, and luckily it was in time. And like I think I left like right after a final once, just to drive down to Bloomington. So I get there. I think it's my senior year, and. I know we have to like blow it out, and it's uh, <laughs> I'm staying at Daniel's apartment. And where was that? Four oh nine. Four oh nine. Four oh nine. Four oh nine. Pending so, college. Yep. And pending college. Yeah. So I'm staying there, and Friday, it's Friday. We party. We party pretty hard. Nothing crazy, but we party till about three, three thirty. All right. I pass out on the couch. I get woken up at nine a.m. to. Holding half naked, holding a gallon of grip Kharkov vodka, the worst vodka you've ever tasted in your entire life, in my face. He has not he has not woken up anybody else. Okay. Nobody else in the apartment has woken up. He decided to, to single me out first. I wake up somehow drunk, like I got drunk the night before. I woke up completely fine, like feeling really good. Like I had just like took it taken like three shots of espresso. He says, take a pull. Like, I open my eyes, and within 30 <laughs> seconds, I'm taking a pull of vodka. And, and I was like, whoa, I feel good. Like, this is going to be a good day. And it was the best day. Like, I, I just lasted throughout the day, never really killed my energy, you know, went through the night. And I don't know how this day to this day had happened, but, <laughs> like, 
injected drinking superpowers into me <laughs> and just thrusted a I, I've never just woken up and had breakfast vodka like 30 seconds after waking up and never again have I had that and never again will I and it's my most memorable drinking day of my entire life that's 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 a pretty good one it's I love it it still it still makes me laugh thinking about it I won't um I won't tell you my little five stories but I will just elaborate on your points that you made um okay, okay fair enough one I know you remember because you and I, that little five were together quite often. Um, how has his thing of no naps. So like, you know how when you start drinking earlier in the day and you're yeah. like at brunch or doing whatever, right? And you're drinking, drinking, drinking. And then there's like that period in the day of like, I don't know, four. Where you're like, man, I really just want to like on a Saturday, I really just want to like yeah. lay down and sleep for like two hours, wake up feeling like shit, but then kind of hit it again and then feel good throughout the night. Yes. And remember his whole thing was hashtag team no naps. Totally forgot about that. It was miserable. <laughs> so if you even attempted to lay your head down and even looked like you were kind of slumping into the couch, come over right away. Boom, beer in your hand, vodka in your face, something. You're you're getting woken up by no. I remember what? that. Yeah. Team no nap. Um, oh my God, he was like a, a drinking terrorist almost. <laughs> are we getting pressure? I mean, just peer pressure. Like in trouble by talking about this. No. We're not. It's fine. Maybe I can like bleep out the name. Yeah, I bleep out the name. I think. Okay. Right. That's, that's good. We've already said it like twenty times. Do you remember that video of? Um, I I I'll find it, or I think Schweiger has it. Um, of you and I dead fishing because remember that was like all the rave at the time. Dead fishing yeah. when he was like completely blacked out, drunk in his bed, and like yes. the only sound he was making was. Ugh. And we, we had to be shirtless, obviously. Yeah, we were shirtless, of course. Of course we were shirtless. There's a point in time where, like, we both had tattoos. And yes. we and we were – point in time. We both had tattoos at that time. And we'd take our shirts off and just, like, <laughs> act like we were the coolest people ever. Oh, and yeah. just dance around. Oh, God. Re- I remember Daniel asking me why my shirt was off. And I was like, I have no idea. It just is. Like, just deal with it. <laughs> it just is. Yeah, it just is, man. Daniel it's comes to me and buys your shirt off. I'm like, because two shirts off. Because two shirts off. Yeah, this is what you do. <laughs> it's, it's, bro, it's, it's bonding. It's bro bonding. It's homoerotic bro bonding. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, zero. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, that shit was funny. Oh, man. Good times.